Welcome everybody to the N Word for Nerd podcast. As I'm new, officially calling this the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> well, okay. Greatest movie review podcast in the world. You know, Hashtag Joe Rogan greatest is review still... podcast in the world. Man, forget Joe Rogan. We taking over <laughs> the number one spot. If you don't believe us, just watch us. Just wait. There are actual comedians you, that do podcasts. Yeah, well, Hey, look here, man. We, 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 if we got to speak it into existence, so a man thinketh and saith, and so you know, it must be. That's yeah, there you go. <laughs> you are new to this programming, like some of you guys probably are. This is a show by blurbs, edited by blurbs, produced by blurbs. And I would say it's four blurbs, but you know, you white folks are jumping into. But if you don't know what a blurb is, it's a black nerd, and uh, yeah. You white folk can be here too. We we we're a very inclusive podcast, um, but we will keep it black and probably make fun of a lot of white people and shit. So, oh, sure. hope we have thick skins and not racist. <laughs> yes, there you go. You know, uh, I like this to... is all in love. We all we love our our fellow human beings. It's just like some of y'all could do better. <laughs> be the first one to introduce my co-host, if you haven't already known, that is Jason. The Duke of all Nightskins. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> God, I don't know. I'm not on t- Twitter or TikTok enough to be the Duke of all Nightskins. You know? <laughs> Look, man, I, I'm just going. I'm, I'm, we're, like you said, we're reclaiming that word now. <laughs> yeah. Nightskin. For all, all the brothers, we all Nightskins now. <laughs> so if, if I know if, if you're a White Walker, winter is coming. What is it if you're the Nightskin? Is it do we have like, I guess summer would have to be coming because, you know, we got that melanin. <laughs> So. Summer is here. <laughs> right. My skin, summer is here. <laughs> Only thing that stops us is uh, cold uh, books. And and... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lack of lotion and moisture. Stop us in our tracks. Quickly, moon skin. demons. They've ran out of lotion. <laughs> we must rally. <laughs> oh, but yes. Thank you guys for joining us. You can be anywhere in the world, but we're glad that you're here with us with the N-Word for Nerd podcast. Please remember to always support our sponsors. That is Nerd Focus. Link in the description. It is an energy drink. Delicious. Fabulous. Help us out by go ahead and clicking on it, getting you a case. And then, as always, ah, my shirt. I got that new drip from In Your Face Art. Man, I'm going to tell you, I went to go throw axe, throw some axes this uh, this weekend. Uh, if you check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and all that, you can see me, me throwing some axe. But Everybody was just so impressed with my shirt. Like everybody where I went, they were like, "Oh my god, your shirt is so awesome! Where did you get that from?" And I'm like, "I got it from a man. He, you know, I met him at the barbershop in yourfaceart.com." But I was writing it down, putting it in people's phone. Even at one point, the guy that was working at the Axe Master, his phone wasn't working <laughs> in the environment, so I pulled it up on my phone, showed him the shirts or whatever, showed him how to contact him if he wanted something especially done. Showed him my Super Saiyan, my Super Saiyan drip and all that. But he was impressed. But again, I'm just telling you guys, if you are into the anime, if you're into just the geek and nerd stuff, he has something for you. If he doesn't have, he does not have it on his website, hit him up. He could probably make something for you. But I guarantee you, when you cop one, everybody's going to be like, man, your shirt. That's what's up, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, you know, Jason still ain't cop one yet. I keep offering him, but he I, ain't I got, got into I, it yet. I gotta look. I gotta look. I gotta. I am a very dis, you know, discerning decision maker. Uh, there are so much, so many good things on there. I just cannot just choose one, and I have to, I have to wheel it down. Like it's a process. It involves dice rolling. Involves Facts. a little bit of complicated calculus. 
but I'm I'm narrowing it down. I'm narrowing it down. So again, guys, that is in your in your face art.com. And also check out Nerd Focus again. All these links will be in the bottom in the description. description. We appreciate you guys' support. Uh, we got a jam-packed show for you. And when I say that, because I feel like I'm used to it, we actually have a very minimal show for you today. So this show may go out into <laughs> like complete tomfoolery, like utter tomfoolery, because when we don't have a lot of uh, topics, we just start running on about random stuff. Um, I mean, we did today... talk for an hour before you even started recording. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but this show should have been already over. And we were like, oh, we got nothing else to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> so today we are going to review The Northman. You know, with the third best scars guard, according to third the best scars guard, skins. S- still, still number three, but like a a, a, a close number three. And then we are going to review also the unbearable weight of massive talent, the new Nick Cage movie, second best Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, if people don't know, Cage is a Coppola. Uh, and then we may finish off, depending on how we feel, with some comments because we got a lot. When I say a lot, a lot of comments about the Batman because it just got on HBO Max. People oh, are man. going to town. So <laughs> you guys sit the back. Batman. <laughs> Relax. That, put, put your earphones in or your Bluetooth or your car stereo, whatever you're using to listen to us. Turn it up just a little bit. Enjoy yourselves. We're going to have some fun here, guys. And we appreciate you kicking with us. So Four gla- with that Four all being said. Yeah. <laughs> some man, I for, wish. For- for all y'all. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you're driving, do not blow a glass of cognac. No, I totally say you should have a driving glass of cognac. Your car glass. <laughs> Just have a decanter <laughs> with a glass in your car, in your glove box. Um, Yeah, this is not actual legal advice. No, no, please don't. I mean, he only plays a lawyer on TV. So, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, uh, let's jump into our reviews and everything for today. Uh, a prince is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, the prince is now a Viking who raids Slavic villages. He soon meets a Cyrus who reminds him of his vow. Save his mother, kill his uncle, avenge his father. Jason, as always, if you're new to the show, guys, we sum up the movie in one sentence. Jason, what is your one sentence? For the Northmen. Revenge. If you're going to go for revenge, dig two graves. <laughs> one for you and one for your revenge Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My one sentence review of this movie is, this is the Norse Anakin Skywalker life story. <laughs> and we will talk about that. So, Jason, would you like to go first or would you like me to jump right on into it? You you go you go ahead first. I want I want to hear what you have to say about this movie. <laughs> yeah, so I mean I want to hear about what you got to say about this movie anyway. But <laughs> right, 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 right. It wasn't bad. It would just if you want to hear me first and hear me last. Yeah, the Northman is a Norse Viking revenge movie for the people who really really enjoy artsy fartsy movies. <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> yes, I'm here for that. The problem is, is that a lot of people are not because it does not move at the same pace as a revenge movie does. The first half of the movie, you feel like Homeboy forgets that he's supposed to be going out for revenge because he's out here living his most savage but best life all in one swoop. And it is that is that part is very entertaining. 
when it gets to the point of him trying to seek his revenge, I think it's very excellent as well. But why I call this the Norse Anakin Skywalker story, <laughs> because it isn't direct reflections and similarities, but there are some similarities to uh, a boy, you know, being turned into a slave, waiting to become powerful enough to go back and, like, save the ones he loves, finds out the ones that he loves aren't, like, you know, aren't not having the best situation. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, yeah, save, and it basically sets him on fire to go even more dastardly. And the last final scene just happened to take place with lava somewhere around them <laughs> and all around in the scene. So, it, it, again, it's an enjoyable movie, but this is the things that I enjoyed more than more than everything. I think the imagery looks beautiful. I think they shot this so well. It looks dirty. It looks grimy. But the thing I enjoy the most is nobody really in this movie is a good human being. Mm-hmm. And it's finally felt like that is something that should be highlighted and be approved of. Like, I hate that in Gladiator, Gladiator, he gets like, Almost you have sympathy for him because what happens to his family. But you forget he's raiding and killing a bunch of people. He's like, a Roman easily. legionnaire. <laughs> he's yeah, literally like, a like, conqueror. It's yeah, like, like <laughs> he's basically spreading oppression on other people. And then we're supposed to feel sympathy for him because he lost his his, his, his wife and his kid. And yeah, I know how to matter he lost him was jacked up. But the point is, like, he he's put this same kind of peril on other people. This movie <laughs> is unapologetic about that. They're like, yeah. This dude's out here doing this thing, not giving a damn. And I know they try to do this whole, like, oh, well, who doesn't hurt women and kids? Bull-ish. Shit. It just comes <laughs> to the situation. This comes down to the situation if he does it or not. <laughs> but he's a bad guy, and you're not rooting for him. You just actually just want to see if he succeeds or not. And it's a hard thing to grapple with in a movie where you're not like, oh, man, I can't wait to this battle. You're more like, man, I- I'm wondering how this battle's going to turn out for him because it's no guarantee that he's going to win and get his revenge because some of the twists and turns in his movie almost feels like he should have abandoned his revenge and just decide to let bygones be bygones because he found something greater. Uh, and I know if we do have a spoiler section and we can go more into it, but like people are going to go into this thinking, <laughs> right? Yeah, people are going to go into this thinking like he's trying to avenge, like and get back this this you know capital or palace or this land. It doesn't play out like that. And I love the way it twists that and it makes it like, oh, yeah, he did this, but somebody else came and did that to him. So now he's just here. And now the revenge story takes a different plan on it. Um, The only one gripe I have, and it's not a gripe, it's just something that I think was included in the movie that made it awesome, but I wish it would have linked that further, is that I wish it would have lent more into the fanatical and fantastical portions that they kind of put into the movie. It's some parts of this movie that don't feel like the rest, that feel very fantasy-oriented. And when I saw it, because it's one part that's early on that you see, I'm like, oh, maybe this movie's like going to be like a fantasy adventure, revenge adventure, and, but it's not. It just has these sprinkle of these moments in that really, I guess, are more playing out in the character's mind or mm-hmm. in his psyche, less of the reality. I wish that they would have leaped into those moments and made it like part of the reality I think the movie would have been way more enjoyable there. And then um, the last thing I want to say is, like, I want to give a shout-out to Nicole Kidman, man. Nicole Kidman is a powerhouse in this movie. In the limited – I mean, she doesn't have a a bunch bunch of screen time, but the time that she gets, she's a beast in this movie. And I think we need to put some more respect back on her name because I think we forget how good of an actor 
she really is. But all in all, man, I enjoyed the Northman. It's a little longer for my taste. I feel like every movie has to be two hours plus, but yeah, I can like dig it. I'm here for it. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I guess also Anna uh, Joy Taylor's in this, and she does a really good job in this one. Is it Anna Joy Taylor? I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, Anna Joy Taylor. And she does a really good job in this as well. And uh, even that goes down to that, like her situation. She the her off the offspring is very Anakin Skywalker. So anyway, uh, I forgot all about that premise. <laughs> she get yeah, she does. Uh, Princess Leia, the fuck out of this, <laughs> or yeah, not Princess Leia, so, Princess Amidala. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm here for the Northmen, Artsy Fartsy, Norse Vikings. Holla at your boy. What you got, Jason? <laughs> uh yeah. This movie is like campers fucking. It's intense. <laughs> it is. It is a workout. Um, yeah, but this is not gonna be like the uh trailers make it think like it's more dude bro-y, but it's more artsy farty type. So it for those who are looking for a more artistic movie with a little it might be too brutal and violent for the artsy fartsy people, but it also might be a little bit too artsy fartsy for the dude bros who are just in it for the dude for the brutal brutality and violence. But for me, it's just right. <laughs> um <laughs> Your boy, uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, like, this part was, like, it's perfect for him, because he doesn't have to do a lot besides look at Ben and Sing, fucking have his abs out, and grunt. <laughs> and so, like, when he's doing that, it is 100% believable. It is it is great. Uh, it is awesome. Uh, I don't really like the fact that Anna Tyler, Anna Joy Taylor, I don't fucking know. Her. Mm. She's 20 years younger than him. I don't like the fact that she's his love interest. They could have made somebody who's like 35 <laughs> mm. <laughs> be in this, you know, and be the exact same, you know. Um, but that's just Hollywood's normal ageism and shit, you know. That that's not really neither here nor there. But she is also really good in this. She really plays the the uh Slavic slave girl very well. Uh there's a lot of cool things. And you're talking about um Nicole Kidman, but Ethan Hawk, Willem Dafoe, yeah. they have very very small screen time, and even though the they're on the both of them between the two of them on the screen for like three minutes in total, maybe if that. <laughs> <laughs> but in those three minutes, they sell their characters phenomenally, and it's great. And it, um, yeah, uh, there are a lot of really cool. And the cool thing about this movie is that it, as Jason says, it doesn't uh, mythologize Vikings like. We've had, in, particularly in this in our society, you know, these ancient sort of uh, orders or whatever. We've always like, you know, grandized them. It's not like everyone's like, oh, Vikings are going to be cool to be a Viking. It's like Vikings were brutal, murderous people, right? Rapists, rapists, murderers, mm -hmm. child killers, slavers. Mm -hmm. They're brutal, mm -hmm. murderous people. You know, much like pirates or ninjas or samurai, like. There is always like any sort of warrior society, they've done bad shit. And in this movie, they do not shy away from the bad shit that Vikings do. <laughs> like, not, not even one inch, not even one not, inch. Like, so if you were one of those big old Viking fans who just love everything about Vikings and think they're the coolest people in the world, some of the stuff they show you is probably gonna like, you know, knock you down a peg or two. <laughs> because mm -hmm. it is, it is, it is very brutal. Um but that's also what I like about movies. This movie is that like a lot of the stuff is like gooey, gooey goriness, and it's great. Um, it is long, 
But I feel like the, especially when he gets to the point where he's trying to plot out his revenge, it still has a good narrative thrust that it keeps you moving and you don't really feel the weight of its length as much um, as you could in other movies. Um, when he decides that he's, it's time for him to start doing, doing, the, doing the things, it goes all out and it's, it's great to watch. Um, and it also like brings up really cool things about like the, di- the difference between fate and choice. I believe mm-hmm. uh, in this one, it kind of makes a, a, a point that says, you know, fate is just the culmination of your choices really. Mm-hmm. And you choose what fate you have. And in this movie, all met definitely chose his own fate when he had another option left to him that he could have easily taken because honestly, after he was done, like, yeah, that one dude probably would have been mad at you and and hunted you down. But like, it would have been just one dude. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) It wouldn't have been a whole bunch of people. It would have just been one guy. But like, I, I do like how he chose, like in his mind, he was choosing both the love of his family and his, his, fate and he thinks that like oh yes i can choose i'm choosing both rather than having to do one or the other uh yeah the the last fight scene that that would probably be my biggest complaint in the last uh scene uh with the the artificial smoke and stuff it was a little bit too dark i wish Mm -hmm. they had lit it more like in lord of the rings uh where you actually can see what's going on uh because even though it's still too dark it was a little too dark for my liking it was still pretty brutal and still pretty awesome. <laughs> but that would right. be like my that's my nitpicky complaint to this movie that I really, really enjoyed. Um oh, and here's my last complaint. Um here's the thing that annoys me the most about this movie. Uh why not black people? <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> this movie's great and it's awesome, and it makes me angry that we don't get movies like this with black people in it. Uh because in this North mythology uh, movie called The North Man, there's no black people. <laughs> Not one. And and that's that's sad that we can't. I will give a have... slight pushback on the final scene being shot that way. I agree because as I was watching it, I felt the way you felt until the climax of that fight. Then I go, oh, that's why they lit it that way because they're doing that thing. To yeah. make you think one thing when something else happens, and that's why I kind of gave it a pass after that point because I was like, okay, that effect yeah. doesn't work well if it's well lit. And as I said, it's nitpicky. <laughs> it's right. definitely right. like, like I'm pulling at things to, to, to dislike. Right? I'm trying to trying to pick. Up. But yeah, I I was at the end of this movie. I was out of breath. I was sweating. I I felt like I had just <laughs> went on this journey with this dude and fought his battles with them and and howled at the moon and climbed the, the the forts with him with my axe in hand and ah yeah this is this is the kind of movie I like <laughs> this, this was this was a good one absolutely and then uh yeah so let's go ahead if you want to give a rating to this what rating would you give the Northman 4.5 out of 5 and I give it a negative 0.5 because the fact that there are no—it's not even this movie's fault. <laughs> it's, it's like there are no movies like this for black people. 
Right. I give it a four. I'm, I'm with it. I enjoyed it a lot. I'll give it a four. Uh, let's jump really quickly into spoiler territory on it. Because the biggest thing I want to talk about spoiler, but I said, like, I felt like the fantastical, they could have leaned into it. Like, the whole howling at the moon thing and getting, like, the wolves and dogs to attack. And it was like, that. that's fantasy. Like, yeah. no, no real human could do that. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the crows releasing him. And yeah. I know it was supposed to symbolize Odin, like helping him on his journey, but or like his, his own father, because he was the Raven King too. So yeah, yeah, like Odin plus that, his father. Yeah, like that's fantastical. So I, I wish like they would have just even the, the the fight to get the sword. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. It's probably the best the sword. Never comes thing. out during the daylight. <laughs> yeah, it is so great, and it's like, oh, but that was really just all in his head. So like, I just wish that they would have just said, "Hey, in this universe." There is fantastical parts of it, and it does it isn't controlled by anybody, it just can happen based off your desires. Like yeah. I feel like that would have been an easy thing they could have sold, especially when they do the the growing into a man ritual. That's an easy way you could slide that in there. That like you know, it's becoming a man, but blah, 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 like you know, this world is bad. Yeah, and it could have all these little scenes and things could have been put into it and been in reality. I mean, the Valkyrie scene is so beautifully shot. But it really means nothing. I mean, it really doesn't his, mean his Valkyrie saved him, which was, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but Anna Taylor Joy or Joy Taylor. Yeah, yeah. It, it, she it, was his Valkyrie and she saved him. It, it wasn't. <laughs> and she said, I'm not going to carry you all the way to Valhalla. Fuck that. That's too far. Right, right, right. That's what I was about to say. That's what I was saying. I'm like, but she literally said, I'm going to go carry him. So look, I, I think leaning into that would have been better. But I think also. It is moments in this this movie that I think it kind of almost feels like everything, everywhere, all at once. But they're like, that's a cool idea, and it's a cool shot. Let's put that in there to do that. And I feel like sometimes it's just it's just bizarre. But like I said, the early Valkyrie scene, I think, like, yeah, I get the point of it because he was yeah. knocked out and he was in his mind. But you could have literally played that any kind of way, and it still would have had the same you know, inference there, it but uh, it I don't been know. the same impact, regardless whether they showed that scene or not. Right, and then actually when he does go to Von Hollow, like, they show her again, so I guess that was a tie-in. Um, and I know somebody's going to probably hit us and go, oh, that's because you two idiots don't know anything about Norse gods, and this is probably some undertrained story of some kind of Norse revenge story. I've read all of Thor and Marvel. I think I am a Norse scholar, okay? <laughs> So I understand the symbolism, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, but again, like I, I, I do think, like I said, and like you know, she's pregnant with twins at the end. Shout out to Pat May. I mean, he, I mean, like because they, they, they kind of. It's the thing is they kind of play the fantastical elements of it rather straight, rather than him being an unreliable narrator. Because right. it's because I mean like, and that's I guess is yeah to your point it is kind of annoying because like either he's unreliable narrator or this shit has actually happened like right. which is it and it's like oh no he's unreliable and this shit is actually happening <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's both, it's both. <laughs> so like uh, the, yeah he can kiss his girlfriend and taste the blood and 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 see his tree lineage mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know. Crows can come and, and peck at his at his rope so it can cut him down, but you know, does a a a a, a, a 
Valkyrie Valkyrie. really carrying into Valhalla? No. (laughs) Does he actually fight the 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 undead corpse of this long lost king? No. So it's like it's weird, but it's like some moments it's very very like oh yeah, you know this is really what happened, and some Mm -hmm. other moments it's like oh no, this is just what he believes happened, and it's like. Pick a lane, bruh. <laughs> like either right, it's right, all, right, right. all fake or it's all real. One or the other. But I do yeah, like no. the fact that his unreliable his unreliableness does play in the fact that especially when he's a kid running away, he thought his mother was screaming, but she really was mm-hmm. laughing. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that I will admit that that hill turn did kind of get me. I'm not even gonna lie. It, it, it's it easy to see, but but I, yeah. <laughs> That hill turned to give me, and then it went from sad to being like creepy because she was trying to, to like being gross, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Yo, well, I mean, like this story, um, for those people who don't know, is the uh, the progenitor of the Hamlet story. So when they gotcha. did, re- so when they shot this movie, uh, they not only did they take elements from Hamlet into it, but they also took in other things like Oedipus Rex and Macbeth and put this into it as well. So that was a little bit of that Oedipusness. In there, where she's like, "Yo, gotcha, gotcha. you could be king, and I could be your queen." I'm like, dude, that's you're my mother, and you're all right, but <laughs> yeah, you are right. But I got a, uh, I got the uh, Valkyrie. I got the yeah, I can see her out there. I'm, I'm with that, with that white hair. Uh, also, I do like again. I mentioned it earlier, like when I said we didn't go into it. I do like that they grounded this revenge. Like as much as we love Gladiator, it's kind of fantastical. Like, oh, the Emperor's gonna gonna decide to go and fight the Gladiator to show he's a tough guy. Like, yeah. you got an army for that. You don't need to do that. But I do like that it wasn't him trying to recapture his palace or his land because his uncle it lost the land, and now yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was gone. It, the fact that they grounded it like that, it made the revenge more reasonable and more realistic because it's not him trying to fight through a whole legion of an army. To get that revenge, like he can literally sneak around because it's like five cottages in there, he can make his way through. Like, <laughs> and it also goes to the to the point of the the choice of fate or what versus choice versus fate because like the dude already got knocked down a peg. You don't need to go there and take revenge now. Like mm-hmm. he already lost everything he, he basically stole from you. Like live your life, be a fucking raider and shit. But he still chooses. Yeah. To go and fuck with this dude who's already been knocked out of back here too, just because he's he had to or whatever because uh wants to rub you know. that shit in. <laughs> yeah. And then oh man, these kills. Oh yeah. great, yeah. the horse. Ah, the, the yeah, freaking, the no- noseless dude. Oh, and he just like oh. coming back and coming for the other half. <laughs> so gnarly, so yeah. good. Like I, I was here for all that point. All right. Um, so, yes, thumbs up for the Norsemen. Thumbs Go up. see it. Run to the theater. Have fun. You'll thank us later. Yeah. Unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, actor Nick Cage accepts a $1 million offer, $1 million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wild, unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the summary of the unbearable weight of massive talent, the new Nicolas Cage vehicle. Nicholas Cage like I mentioned before, 
<laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, like I said before, if you want to, if we do it every time, see, they messed up my flow now. Uh, <laughs> do this every time. We give you one sentence review on the unbearable weight of massive talent. Jason, what is your one sentence review of that? Pedro Pascal has unbearable massive talent. Mm. My one sentence review of this movie is. This is Nick Cage, Nick Cage at the most niche Nick Cageiestness that one Nick Cage on a Nick Cage movie can give you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's just start off here, Jason. What are your thoughts on the unbearable weight of massive talent? I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say the new, the new Nick the Cage, Nick Cage movie. movie. That's what I've been calling yeah. it the whole entire time. It's a Nick Cage movie. Um, yeah, I, I was entertained by this. This uh, was a very uh, giggle-worthy movie uh, for me. Which I guess was kind of a small disappointment. I giggled this movie. I did not laugh. <laughs> there were no heartfelt chuckles where I'm rolling tears away from my eyes, laughing at this movie. But I did giggle. There were a lot of funny things in here, um, which is, I guess, is not what I expected because I expected this to be some sort of laugh riot or whatever like this. Um, so that it's not the movie's fault. It's my fault. I came in there with expectations, <laughs> but. Um, as I said, Pedro Pascal uh, really sells his character in this. Um, I really enjoy his rapport with Nicolas Cage. They they play off each other very, very well in this movie. It's kind of like stepbrothers in a way, <laughs> where they, <laughs> these two people like you think aren't going to get along, and it's like, did we become best friends? We sure did, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and Nick Cage, he, he, he is like oddly like restrained in a little in a way he's not like as over the top as we know nick cage can be in this movie mm-hmm. even though there are parts that are over the top it's just like i know that nick cage has another gear higher than that and it's just like oh you just went you you, you could have gone 10 but you did it at a nine or you could have gone 11 but you did it at 10 you know and so but Still, it's it's really entertaining. It's really enjoyable to watch. Um, pretty much everything else in the movie is, I mean, it's it's there. It's fine. It's good. It's nothing egregiously, you know, plot wise that it's dumb or or like you know that doesn't make any sense. It's it's fun. It's a fun movie. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's fun. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is fun. Um, a Nicholas Cage fan is fun. Uh, so, um, yeah. Honestly, I guess. The, the the last sort of um part where I guess it just it just like I guess kinds of falls apart for me. Even though it kind of does make sense that Nick Cage is able to do all the shit because he's an actor. He does at the end of the movie do some like you know, if you're supposed to take this movie as you know, fact in real life and Nicolas Cage's life, that dude should have been dead. <laughs> he should have been dead his family should have been dead his friends should have been dead they all should have died <laughs> and not only should they not not have should have died but if they didn't die they should have had massive amounts of trauma <laughs> and mm-hmm, not be mm-hmm. like you know this was fun this is a fun little family adventure but that's just like I guess a part of the story was just you know let's not make it as deep as it can be. Let's just have fun with this. And so, for the most part, I did just have fun with this. And this was a fun movie. Nicolas Cage is, uh, he's back. Not like he didn't, he went anywhere, but he's back. <laughs> right. 
Oh, man. It's one of these moments where me and you are feel the same. But, differently. but the results are different. <laughs> yeah. But the results... <laughs> it, it, it goes with that word you said, expectations. I walked into this movie with a certain amount of expectations of what I thought this movie was going to be. For some reason, I thought this movie was going to be Nicolas Cage playing it straight as himself, but the world and the reality of his movies kind of taking place in his reality and forcing him to like just realize that I'm an actor and I'm just Nick Nick Cage. I'm not like the Con yeah. Air dude. I'm not like the Rock. Guy. Nah, <laughs> he's all he's all those things. And like they do a great job in the movie to be like because Pascal's character remind him that like. No, you said you did this and like the feature out of that movie. You did your own or, stunts. <laughs> right, right, right. And, I, and look, because I'm always one of those favorite people to say, all you do is just drop a line and we go with it. And they did it a lot of times. They dropped a line and we went with it and I did go with it. And like you said, it's a chuckle fest. It's very cute. It's very, you're a Nicolas Cage fan. It's really exciting because you can see the callbacks to various movies and you can even place them into certain situations that are reminiscent to some of his movies and Look, I can't hate on that because I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. But I thought, and again, expectations, I thought the pro- the process of this movie was Nick Cage being regular Nick Cage and just being put into jacked up situations. Nick, Cage, Nick Cage's character in here is not playing himself. He's actually playing the caricature of himself uh, in yeah. this. <laughs> yes. And that's, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted just regular as Nick Cage, down on his luck, financial troubles, like wearing him down and, and, and letting him really just have a tour de force acting. But no, nah, it's the caricature of himself. And they even go as far to the caricature of himself to give you a living embodiment of the over-the-top zealous caricature oh, of himself. Goodness. That was almost really <laughs> annoying to me. And I know what they were playing off of. And people, when you see the movie, you'll if you don't know, you just have to Google it. Like it's an interview he did in like England, I think, where he's just Wow, like you can tell he's on some shit, and he's just but and I and they, they use that character in this movie. And once I saw that character, I was like, okay, this movie's not gonna give me what I was asking for. I see what they're doing here. So it made me kind of enjoy it less because of that. But then when I was just starting to get into the flow of the movie, and I'm just starting to really kind of like you said, you feel like he's starting to tame himself down, especially when he meets the guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, Pascal's character. You're right. Nicholas Cage kind of tames himself down. He acts like a normal human being in these situations. and But then you had to add in the CIA angle. <laughs> and I know it's in the trailer, guys. And I know after you watch this movie, they should have eliminated that out of the movie. It, it They should have just taken them off the board altogether. And then especially if you're going to use known people to play the role, like you could, you could put Pascal in that role and I get it. He's a known person. But because, let's be real, our bias and supremacy, people of color could play different roles and we let it ride or, we let it ride or whatever. I hate that, like, you put Tiffany Haddish there and Ike Hulk, uh, Hulk, whatever his name is, in that role. I'd rather you have got no-name people. So it actually could have felt like real CIA people if you were going to include them in this movie. So that you could have actually Haddish been like... Is... She doesn't act. <laughs> She's just Tiffany Haddish. No. Yeah, she's Tiffany <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and so I just wish they would have recast that if you were to do the CIA thing. Give me some unknowns. Give me some fun. It's just like like was it uh Jesse Plymouth when he first started doing his acting and we used to call him like Fat Matt Damon or whatever. But we didn't know who he was. <laughs> when he played 
So when he played these roles, you would think he's really crazy because you didn't know him from anything. And it worked well, like in game night and all the things like that. Like, I didn't know who he was, so it worked very well because it felt like, oh, wow, like it's rap. So I wish that, but I wish they would have scrapped the whole CIA. I wish it just would have been, he gets there and then shenanigans take place and he maybe stumbles across the girl. And then now it's like a free fall of shenanigans. I, I don't know. I feel like they could have reworked it a little different. The CIA yeah. angle, I think it's just useless in it. And and it also it gets up time. kind of dark, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like CIA angle does not end very well. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And, uh, it, but it is so unbefitting what the movie's been to that point. Yeah. And then it gets dark and then it goes back goes to light back. again. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it, it just, oh, it, 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 <laughs> The tone was off for me for a lot of moments, but like you said, the performances of Pascal and, and Nick Cage almost kind of carry this movie on its back completely. Like they lift up this movie on both ends and be like, "Hey, we're going to make you enjoy this because <laughs> it is still a fun movie." Um, the only last gripe I have is that I didn't know that was Demi Moore at the end. She oh, doesn't I, I look like that. herself at all. She's got I, like <laughs> a ton of words <laughs> I didn't. I was like, man, who is this chick? I'm like, she reminds me of somebody. And then they say it, and I go, what? That so, was the studio uh, decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that was a great, great moment there. Um, like same thing too. Neil Patrick Harris. I read they had cast an unknown for that. Yeah, because like they, they, they either he's felt like his angel. I guess like it would have made more sense like Neil Patrick Harris just be Neil Patrick Harris and like, yo, I'm just your friend who is just telling you advice or whatever, you know. Right. Like, and, and then, then I feel you... like Neil Patrick Harris's character felt like his character in The Matrix. So even yeah. still, like it, it just I don't. Every, Neil, I agree with everything better parts, said, man. <laughs> right, I agree with everything you said. It's just that I did not care for this movie as much as you probably did. It. Oh, it's not one of those movies. T- oh well, they've got. I I made a presumption there because I didn't hear. I, we haven't gotten the ratings yet, but it's just parts of this movie. I was just bored and and tired of the shenanigans and. I don't know. I just I, I thought it was going to be something fresher, like a little bit fresher than what it was. I think it just linked into like people like Nick Cage, and we like the zaniness of Nick Cage, and they linked into it, which is fine. I just wanted it to be just a little something different. It should have been more over the top than what it was, sir. But I feel like it should have been completely over the top, but him play it straight. Yeah. Like, you know, to be like, fuck, I'm just an actor. Why are you guys, why, why is this happening to me? Like, there's <laughs> yeah, that this. moment of realization. Yeah. But but he would have those moments in the movie, but it was so caricature. Like, he's like, oh, oh I'm an actor. What are you? Oh, like, it was like, like no, but you're the actor that was in The Rock. So right, you right. You, you train firearms and stuff. So you should know. <laughs> like, you're faster than like, me in loafers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, no, I trained on it on a set with blanks. I don't <laughs> shoot really well. Like, I feel like, like some of that realism could have been like fun to have him to be like, Everybody else in the world is playing this completely comical, and he's like, "What is going on here? Like, how am I getting this?" But it was like, "Nah, yeah, that does seem like a much better movie." <laughs> yeah, but Nick Cage is going with it, like, "Oh, maybe in my life, life I could have been a CIA agent." Like, like no, you in the in any other reality, especially in this one, if Nick Cage did the things that he did in the end of this movie, he would have got shot in his face. <laughs> and they would have put him in a ditch somewhere in the middle of fucking the Spanish fucking backwoods, and we would right. never heard from Nick Cage again. We're like, oh, what happened to Nick Cage? I don't know. He just disappeared in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, this movie should have like been in principle, and some people may notice people that don't like because I don't know the exact story, but 
I remember hearing about. Remember how like Sean Penn helped like stop a drug lord? Yeah, in real life, <laughs> this movie should have been that. Like it should have been like that. Like, but more fantastical on the drug lord part. But Nick Cage playing it straight. And like, so maybe one day Sean Penn will make that movie. And I think it'll be. Yeah, but that's great. If Sean Penn makes that movie, that movie is going to be the most dramatic, like over (laughs) the top, like seriousness. He's like, no, I'm Sean Penn. I act to bring people love and joy. Right. so great. Acting is the most important job in the world. This is why I'm the only one capable of bringing in uh, Chavez Guzman. Or I can't remember what the fucking drug lord's name was, but yeah. Right. (laughs) No. You think. You FBI agents can handle this? No, I'm Sean Penn. I can handle this. <laughs> He's a fan. <laughs> I'll make him turn himself in. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll, no, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the ratings. Jason, what are you giving the Nick, the Nick Cage movie? <laughs> five out of five. Ha, I tricked you. No, that's good. <laughs> I would give it a, a three out of five, honestly. Three out of five. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 giggle worthy. I I was entertained, but like as I said, I was expecting something different. I guess the the performances are strong, so I'm gonna give it a two out of five, and that's like grading on a curve because I feel like (laughs) how Pascal acted so well that like I can't give him any lower than that. Just his performance alone is enough. I think people should appreciate. Yeah, he's amazing in this. So. Um, definitely makes up for the Wonder Woman 84 thing for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit, he's the best part of that movie, too. <laughs> facts, facts. But it ain't hard, too, because old girl can't act. Yeah. All right, let no. me stop shitting on people, because I, I have a habit of shitting on people's acting, and I, and I can't act. Look, let's just be clear. <laughs> it's not that Gal Gadot is a woman that she's terrible. She's just a bad actor. That's it. Yeah, yeah, she's not good. You know, the only reason she's they hired good. her is because she's tall, and she's exotic looking, which is kind of racist because, you know, <laughs> what does exotic look because she's not blonde and white? That's why they hired, that's basically why they hired her. That's there exactly was next what that means. But yeah, her acting is atrocious. But I would like to meet her in real life. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm wrong because, you know, English is not her first language. He's, uh, she speaks Israeli. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we've made it to that point. That everybody loves, and that point is comment reading time. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Oh my god, let's so shit on some folks. <laughs> and majority of them are for the Batman, but let's go start here. Um, Coach Boo, he actually, we did when we, we did our top five X Men teams or whatever. His top five would be Gambit, the Blob, Angel, Beast, and the Mystique. Would be his top five. So he doesn't want his team to work at all. No, not at all. That's something I, I think I even responded to him and was like, "Man, that team trash." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ain't getting nothing done. Not what can all. Angel do? Not he can all. fly around and look pretty. He's like, "Hey, I'm rich." Oh Maybe man. I'll make... So let's go into. Um... Sorry, Coach Boo. I, I apologize. Your your team is great. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. Uh... <laughs> I love the guy's name. Um, Native American, Black Latino. His Whoa. top five X-Men are going to be Gambit, Wolverine, Rogue, Professor X, and Cable. Okay. A little bit more uh, of a capable team than Coach Cruz mm-hmm. was. But, dude, I could dig pick that. a struggle, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Native American, Black Latino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you check a lot of these boxes. All right, well, let's just go and call it. Until I say otherwise, these are all going to be the Batman reviews. So the first one is from The Batman. That's the guy's name. He's like, vengeance. (laughs) I saw someone point this out in the beginning of the movie. Batman gets those photos taken at the Iceberg Lounge. If Batman had just figured out from where the photos were taken, he would have found the Riddler's apartment. Yeah. Um, even though it was trying to show Batman as a detective that they don't really do in a lot of the other movies, he's pretty much a moron in this movie because he should have figured this shit out a lot earlier. <laughs> Where did these pictures come from? <laughs> like, comic book right. Batman, like, oh, this picture's been taken at a 45 degree angle. That means it was uh, that building. Uh, and he would have kicked in that door. I was like, where's the. Where are the drugs? <laughs> Where's the drugs? Well, this is the 90s in DC. Just busting at people's door asking about the drugs. <laughs> Where are the drugs? Uh, the next one. <laughs> swear to me, yes. <laughs> the next one is from uh, Parasa EBK. I'm a Too big much. Batman fan, but this wasn't good. Right on, my Fair enough. Right on. I'm a big Batman fan. He is my second, third he is my third favorite comic book superhero. And yeah, this wasn't it for me either. All right. DJ E-Z-E. All right, brother. DJ E-Z-E. Yay. Hey, I, <laughs> I told my friend right after walking out of the cinema that this movie sucks. I fucking hate <laughs> these movies that take themselves way too seriously. The choreography and acting and the music sells the movie. This story is boring and the action is almost non-existent. This is a fucking comic book movie, not a murder mystery suspense. Man of Steel is still my favorite DC movie. Look, I responded to him, and uh, I love his taste. Man of Steel? The Man of Steel. I even responded saying that, like, I can't go with Man of Dragon Ball Z still. It's my favorite DC movie. I think maybe the new Suicide Squad, I think I enjoy way more. And um, I I definitely like Wonder Woman. Man of Steel. Yeah, Wonder Woman 1, I definitely take over Man of Steel, but I get his point. At least Man of Steel had action in it. I think my biggest uh, problem with Man of Steel is the fact that uh, old Jonathan Kent died saving the dog. Yeah, and I hate the characterization of Superman in it, too. It's a Superman oh, yeah, that's, guy, that's, that's my He's really, really glum for being so hopeful. Oh, this means hope. Are you going to smile and show us some hope? No. <laughs> he doesn't want to show them dentals. Alright, uh, Scalia... S C Y L L A responded. Justice to Scalia? It's DJ Easy E. Uh, the response is I'm all in a murder mystery movie, but sadly, this movie is nothing like that. LOL. Um, and then a guy named Axel responded to that. Uh, he used <laughs> Axel the word Foley? Ninja. Yeah, I hope I hope it's Axel Foley. He goes ninja, <laughs> but he doesn't use the word ninja. He uses he the other word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Action can't be the only thing you want to see in the movie. <laughs> then DJ Easy E responds and goes at Axel. Who said it's the only thing? I said that's what made the movie boring for me. I don't speak for everyone. That's my opinion. The movie was boring. And then I responded. And then, you know, after that, it pretty much just divulges into nobody else responds after that. So, what do you think about that back and forth there, man? Um, yo, y'all need to calm down. It's just the movie. Or <laughs> even better, we can do pistols at dawn and y'all can decide whose opinion's right. <laughs> I'm with like that. Men. I'm with that. Um, I will set Ribby, this up. Ribby the party frog. Yes, you Ribby. heard that correctly. Yeah, okay. He's on ecstasy. <laughs> ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
Is it? I hope it's like a hypno toad too. Uh, <laughs> love Batman as a character, but this movie was boring as hell. No way it needed to be three hours. Stopped watching after thirty minutes. My man, Ribby, you must have the foresight of a seer because you were like after thirty minutes. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna <laughs> reclaim my time. And the look, first thirty minutes were good. <laughs> look, I spent two three-hour sessions watching this movie, and I can't get none of my time back. So, Ribby, shout out to you realizing from the get-go this movie was garbage. Good for you. <laughs> I I like the idea of not just a traditional superhero story when it comes to Batman. I just think this is just poor execution. That's it. They tried. And you know what's so great about this? They tried. They tried. Something different. It's okay. just it. And now uh, we'll never I get can... anything different ever again. No, 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 right. Uh, hopefully this will, because it made so much money, so they'll keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, Action Figures Collection says, the Batman movie sucked. My dad was falling asleep. I was almost asleep. The movie was boring. Then I responded to him, and then he responds, at Head Cannon Circus, yeah, me and my dad are big-time, huge Batman fans. Thank you, sir. We hated the movie. Even people that work with me hated the movie, too. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to say this, I'm gonna say this, and I, I told people this before. We were the OGs in a Batman hate train. Like it was no <laughs> review out this. there. Yeah, there was no review out there saying how terrible this movie is, except for us. And uh, even to the point, I think even our review, we were like, I don't know what we missed. Like everybody's <laughs> calling this a masterpiece, and we're like, Nah, bro. Like <laughs> back to the review, well, though. There are some elements that I totally like. I liked Batman. I liked Robert Pattinson's Patton Batman. I liked you know mm-hmm. Zoe. Uh, Kravitz as Catwoman. I like, you know, Jeffrey Wright as Alfred. Not Alfred. The other dude, Christopher Kirsten and Gordon. Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that they, you know, they had this cool puzzle, all these cool little puzzle pieces, and they just like jammed it together and hit it with a hammer, and they're like, ah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I'm so Bronx, New York, NYC. Okay, I see oh, you. Yo, son, got to deal some Tim's. <laughs> He's sitting there with some Tim's on with a fitted New York Yankees cap. <laughs> Big old bubble jacket. <laughs> If he not, he not thorough. I saw it on HBO Max. (laughs) I saw it on HBO Max. It was so boring, and Patterson was terrible. Bruce Wayne, bring back Affleck. I'm with you. He's like dead ass, son. He said that. He sent that from his stoop. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back Affleck. I'm with you. Oh, this one's going to. And this is somebody who's commented before. A Jamon John. He goes. The Godfather and Citizen Kane are also boring. So what's your point? First of all, the Godfather, the Godfather is not, is not boring. boring. Oh, but to say the Godfather is not boring. <laughs> my wife will not sit down for a three-hour movie. She watched the Godfather from beginning to end and was like, "Oh my God, they have a sequel to this! I want to see the sequel." So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna co-sign that. But Citizen Kane, yeah, have at it, my man. You can, yeah, you, <laughs> no argument there. <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck Citizen Kane. It's about a fucking sled. Get the fuck out of here. Is that but the best too, the '30s can produce? Right, and also too, like like comparing the Godfather and Citizen Kane to the Batman, I feel like it's two different sections because one's based off a comic book, and comic books historically have been entertaining and give you action, some fun things to see visually, and like fun things to read. The movie The Godfather, it isn't supposed to be quote unquote action packed and exciting or inventive. Like it's a mafioso story. Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> That's my Marlon Brando. I see. Hey, look, I know Gal Gadot can't act, but you, A plus, A plus, Jason. Uh, 
Richard Ames says, I went to sleep on it. This was <laughs> that has never happened to me in any other Batman film I've watched. Guess who also went to sleep? Jason. <laughs> he was in there snoring. I'm like, damn, That's man. I was in there. I was in there formulating my bad review of the movie by sleeping. Uh, <laughs> he got he got in that, that recliner and he was like, I'm good. <laughs> it's dark, <laughs> comfortable. I'm out. <laughs> after, after I turned to you and said, we got a whole other hour of this shit, I was done. It was cash out. <laughs> Wake me up when it's over. <laughs> cash out after that. Um, Christopher Nash, I think he's commented before too. He goes, after this film, it shows how perfect the Nolan trilogy was. Um, look, Fair enough. I don't think the Nolan trilogy is perfect, but if you're going to say the perfect Batman trilogy, I will, I will, uh, I'll see well, that. Let's also be honest. There's only one Batman trilogy. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not including Batman and Robin. I'm saying up to Batman Forever. Uh, it, it was oh, oh, okay. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not including Batman for <laughs> Batman. Well, Robin I mean, in that's the same like... universe. <laughs> No, my point is. Oh, there's that, only like, three movies in that line. <laughs> once it got to three movies, Batman Forever was a dud. So, <laughs> even though it made more money than the other two, but people forget about that. Uh, just yeah. like Spider Man Three made more money oh, than the other Batman two. Batman well. Returns was a a horrible horrible thing for the for 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 WB. That's why they went that direction in Batman uh, Forever and Batman Robin because mm. it was too dark for them, and they and they said it scared the kids, and it didn't make them enough money. That, that's true. I mean, you had a dude, a dude eating fish with blood, black blood running down his nose, and <laughs> playing on a toy Batmobile. Perfect. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nash continues to go and says the car chase was unrealistic. It was dumb at the end of the film when Batman fought Ritless followers and he hung for his life while almost getting shot. All he had to do was fall, allow his cape to slow slow down the fall, and then use his rope gun to get back up there. Twice he almost dies while hanging, and then he's also then he's too weak from hanging to save Catwoman. To get up, he has to use venom. Didn't make sense even for a Batman film. Uh Matt Reeves says it wasn't venom, it's just uh epinephrine. I don't okay, know if so that's steroid. Yeah, I don't know how that's supposed to work either way. Uh <laughs> two, this is an earlier Batman. He was not as skilled as he should have been. Uh and three. Yeah, it was just bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, no my, my point, I, I pointed out, it was like, yes, usually in all movies, it's plot holes like that to add tension and suspense. Yeah. But the problem is, is like you said, all of us were thinking the same thing. Just drop down and shoot back up. But yeah, you're Batman. Fucking figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But my Batman walks slowly in places and rides his motorcycle and takes off his costume every five minutes so he can yeah. go. And, and knocks on the door when he's going to go beat up thugs. Uh, it's me, low. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I'm, I'm coming in to whoop butt. Um, <laughs> one right tough specter, one tough specter. Forty four goes. LOL. I saw it on stream at home. The worst mistake I did was watch it while laying in my bed. I literally dozed off a few times. It dragged for so long, and the movie felt way too depressing. Look, man, that I, I I will say this. I'm waiting, and I hope it will never probably come. I want the day where a Batman movie is set in a world where we can actually feel like it's really Gotham, and we can believe things like Killer Croc is in the sewers. We can believe things like Clayface is in this reality. I don't think that will happen, but I did have this fantastical idea that will again, definitely will never happen, is that every Matt Reeves Batman take a different portion of the Batman mythology and psyche, 
and make that movie that. So I would love to see like the next one be a supernatural take mm. on Batman. And then the last one be like an action-packed one using this martial arts skills version of Batman. It will never happen, but I would think that would be a way cooler thing because you get the detective noir, the supernatural, and then the kung fu would be great takes for a trilogy. But that's because I imagine things that never come true. Dude, you could totally make like a Batman horror movie where Batman is just trying to survive this really crazy situation. And even though he's the Batman, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Never did with zombies before. <laughs> right. Oh, no, there's a motherfucking Zac- Dracula shit. Motherfucking <laughs> uh, Dracula, yeah. He's fought Dracula before. He's done that. He's or you just have Dracula. him on. He, there was a movie. Scarecrow's Toxin, and then have him actually Scarecrow recruit like Solomon Grundy and Killer Croc. So you can and have the them, them fucking all yeah. fuck with his head. And then they all are chasing them through Arkham. And yeah, it would be a dope ass side. It'd be like aliens for Arkham and Batman. Yeah. Because remember, so Johnny Weaver doesn't like using a gun either. Mm-mm. Just a little point there for you guys. And also those tiny little panties she was wearing in aliens is my first I time I that I realized that I was heterosexual. <laughs> I don't I don't want to see Bruce Wayne in tiny whiteies what to do with <laughs> Dude, Robert Patton Patton Bat? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> the the pasty thing doesn't do it for me. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. You like the response to that? Um, him being that was my response. Being oh, okay. Oh, okay. There, there we go. All right, all right. So we have finally got done with the Batman, and we're going to go to somebody reviewed. Um, left the comment for DMZ, and it I goes. Forgot that show even existed. <laughs> yeah, 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 I haven't, I haven't gone back either. But he does make a point that correct one of the things we do. The person's name is Brave Dom- Dominatus. Dynamo. You, I should let you read these things because you are way better. You know, I can't you use read better phonics than I do. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> it's no fair. He can't even read. Shout out to Big Daddy. Uh, it took her eight years to get in, even though the border of the DMZ is a red line in a hallway that no one is watching. <laughs> basically because we made me make the comment about that why did it take her so long to blah 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 i guess he's either saying one is dumb that it took her that long or he's saying that like hey it took her a while because like nobody's like just going for that door i don't know um no, i think yeah. he's making a comment that it's even dumber that it took her eight years to get in that motherfucker <laughs> nobody's watching that door <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think i'm just gonna go right in here can i do that especially oh, if you're no. like if you get over the fucking line they're like oh shit we can't fuck with you no more and I don't think the right. show knows how DMZs work because usually there's not people on those things. No, 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 no. I mean, the only um, DMZ we have is the one on the South Korean and North Korean border. And I don't think there anybody lives there because that would just be, you know, the antithesis well of what they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it's a DMZ because no one's supposed to be there. All right. The next one we have is the last one, actually. I think this is my last one. Yep. It's for Ambulance. Ambulance. And, yep, yep. But it was actually for my one sentence review of Ambulance. Ambulance. And so I'm assuming this was his one sentence. And this is Silas 213. His one, one sentence three. was, yeah, what's terrible? <laughs> this <is one> sentence. <laughs> very succinct. Very, very straightforward yeah, yeah. to the point. <laughs> I mean, you I can't. I feel like him and Coach Boo been hanging out, man. Him and Coach Boo <laughs> been hanging out. And one, and one word answers to it. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, Dude. we that is officially our comment section. Jason, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? What oh you my have? god, please send us more comments because this was fun. Uh yeah, yeah. Like, share, subscribe, comment, engage. 
with us. We're real people just yes. like you. In fact, yes. some of us are even realer than you because you're all just internet trolls in my mind. So, Look, I know at the beginning of the show, I was saying how we're probably the best damn review show on the planet. I'm going to change it now. We're going to change our moniker. We're hashtag the people's review show. The people's review show. On the show. Yeah, totally you want to come on the, the show? Rocks thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Because if you smell, uh, but if you want to come on the show and you want to talk your talk and you want to either justify your comment or you want to talk about the movies that we're reviewing, by all means, shoot me an email. I'll put my email. Uh, well, I think our email is already in the, the the description. Shoot me an email. Let me know you're interested. We'll figure out how to get you set up and ready to go. I know Doctor Strange is coming up, so I wouldn't be surprised if people want to jump on to talk about that. But please, by all means, we are the People's Review Show. So if you want to come on and talk that talk and chop it up with us, we would love to have you. I got a couple of guests getting lined up, too, that I want to get on the show from some family, some friends. Um, but with those surprises, yeah, yeah, oh, maybe Jaren comes back. He's up, He's up, He's finally got off suspension from that blackface incident. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me stop for Jerry gets hate mail. <laughs> Actually, you know, I got to pull down. Moment I was like, maybe we can bet we can convince Jerry to come on here in blackface and then just be oh, like no. really mean to him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that to him. He, Jared took down all his tag stuff because he got tired of getting like tagged and shit. <laughs> People was coming for his throat. But yeah, but anyway, we're the People's <laughs> Review Show, and we love to have you on the show. So I'll give you information on how to do that in the description. Uh, by all means, join us. We can have some fun. All right, Jason, we we, we did it, man. Hey. We, we did we did the impossible. We it made did, it, did it twice. 15 cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as always, guys, thank you all for listening, watching, and joining us here at the N-Word for Nerd podcast. It's a pleasure having you guys listen to us. By all means, like we said before, if you could like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And I can tell people, too, like, look, I know we push sponsors. We have sponsors and all that. That's cool and all. But the biggest thing you could do for us is, is share our content. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Because I do feel like we're building something here. And I, unlike some podcasts that get really, really big, I enjoy and look at my day ones and go, nah, they was down here for day one. I'm always going to feature those people. so. Please, by all means, share, join us, become part of the family, man. We love you. We love spending time doing this. And uh, when we see the numbers of people who watch it and comment, it makes us just more encouraged to keep doing what we're doing. So I just want to say thank you to all you guys that are doing that. But also, you know, the biggest thing you can do to help us out is by just sharing the content. Jason? Or if you want to send us cash, we'll take that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get the Patreon set up soon because then that Patreon is going to have. Um, old school movies that we're going to sit around and review and kick it. I mean, so we're going to give you some special content once we get the Patreon up soon. You can you can cash at me, Venmo, Zell. Um, <laughs> I'll take it all. T- send a check. Uh, <laughs> you know, send a check. <laughs> a money order. I'll take a money order. Uh, you know, uh, savings bonds. I'll take those. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You know, build some interest. Uh- <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> Electrium, I don't know. I'll take Dogecoin at this point. You know? <laughs> hey, I ain't mad at you. Hustles, hustles should never turn anything down. Um, but that's our show, guys. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm about to jump the gun. Jason, Duke of all Nightskins, do you have any final closing words? I'm sorry. Be kind, be considerate, and always tip your servers and bartenders at least 20%, including Jerry. 
That's very nice of you. As guys always, thank you all for listening. We hopefully will see and hear you all next week. Peace. Yes, that blue on blue.